Welcome to Where the Lotus Grows, Getting Dirty and Growing Strong with Kimberly Searle and Tanya Drew. As integrative sustainable movement educators and health advocates, our goal is to provide you with evidence-based information gathered from research, experts in the field, and our personal and professional experience to help you advocate for your own health and wellness. Our mission is to collaboratively navigate the thick, muddy waters of life to empower, accept, and cultivate our most authentic selves. Hello, Courageitarians. Welcome to Where the Lotus Grows. This is Kimberly Searle. Tanya Drew. Today we'll talk about the story of your hands, mudra. And I feel like the story of our hands and practicing mudra is becoming more important, especially as we are using our hands more and more. I think oftentimes we forget to stretch our hands and our eyes and our forearms. And, you know, they're muscles too. Imagine what would happen if you held your arm at 90 degrees and you never stretched your bicep. I mean, would your arm ever straighten? And we use our hands driving, getting ready in the morning, you know, on our electronic devices, um, cooking our food, folding our laundry, making our bed. You know, there's just multiple tasks that we use and yet we forget to um, stretch our, our hands. And so the history of mudra, mudra really means hand gestures. And hand gestures have been in every culture and can be seen with a quick trip to the DIA, the Detroit Institute of Art. Civilizations such as ancient Egyptians, Romans, Greeks, Persians, Aborigines in Australia, ancient Indians, Chinese, Africans, Turks, Mayan cultures, Native Americans, right? They all used hand gestures. And I love to go back and look at art to see the types of hand gestures that they held. And in modern times, we could think of it as a handshake. We make the peace sign. We applause. We do the index index finger shake. Um, We have a raised flat hand to say stop or to give someone a high five. And, it you know, we could just keep going on with examples. But there are many takes on hand gestures And uh, it hits reflexology points in our hands. Uh, We use communication for sign languages. And there are many gestures that are universal and date back thousands of years. And in the yoga realm, we call these things uh, mudras. Yeah. So, yeah, mudra translates to gesture um, or seal um, is another way that I've heard it. Um, or even an attitude or a signature. Um, Mudras bring forth, you know, an inherent delight. You you said that there are certain ones that are universal. When I think about that, I think about prayer hands. So hands brought to to one another, to the chest. In yoga, it's often, you know, prayer position is used at the beginning and the end of practice. You know, it's kind of the namaste. The actual name for the mudra is the Anjali mudra. Uh, It's a salutation seal. Um, But if you think about it, so in a lot of Asian cultures or Eastern cultures, then it's a greeting. Uh, So hands are brought together and you kind of bow. 
Um, and even in our culture, prayer position, it is literally, you know, this is when we have a conversation with God in almost every religion. Then the palms of the hands are brought together and maybe even up to heart center. Um, so I really think that there are certain hand gestures that are absolutely universal and kind of resonate across cultures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, you know, a lot of times if you, let's say you're at a 5K and you come across the finish line, you know, arms go up over top of the head. Mm-hmm. And that's a universal gesture as well as someone who's blind that's never seen someone who do that. Um, you know, they'll make the same sort of hand gesture of reaching the arms up over the head. And so I think oh, like that, a victory. Yeah. Not like an I'm drowning. Thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, just like that. Um, maybe f- courageous or completion gesture. That's that's cool to know. I didn't know that. Uh, a little bit about the philosophy philosophy of mudra. The relationship of body and mind is indeed a very mysterious one. And modern psychologists often refer to it as the mind body problem. Where Vedic traditions have explored the mysterious connection as part of their quest for inner purification of the mind. So mental impurities, chitta, right, include such things as hatred, anger, pride, greed, envy, ignorance, selfishness, lust, and so on. They are considered impurities because they are all rooted at suffering and also because they are obstacles to experience of a or inner bliss, right? They're getting in the way of our inner bliss. Mm -hmm. And so when they render the mind, uh, it's constantly disturbing and kind of agitating it. So after we purify the mind, we become more introverted and peaceful. And an introverted and peaceful mind has a potential to know and understand itself. Uh, Also to experience the kind of this deeper blissful nature that this of the self, which in yoga we refer to that as the Atman. So mudra works like a proper uh, form for the mind to support itself in the realm of the nameless, the formless reality. It helps the mind to retain the awareness of an idea, even without the aid of any verbal representation. This is like a physical cue. It is. It's something for, you know, the mind to focus on getting into um, a hand gesture and feeling kind of those those trigger points. Because when you hold a mudra, if you look at your nail, you see that it's one color and then you apply just enough pressure that the color underneath the nail bed would change. And so that's the, I guess the amount of pressure that you would put. And there's a little bit of pressure so you can feel that. And uh, it gives the mind something to focus on and then you can kind of settle into what um, sensations the gesture is bringing up for you. Did the breath change? So like a physical manifestation of the the emotion. Or like I said, I think the page says that, you know, a spiritual attitude with the with the hands that's like a um communication tool 
mm-hmm. which again, you know, ASL in American Sign Language. It's so beautiful to <laughs> is, watch. It's absolutely beautiful to watch in the hands and just what we can ascertain and read, even if you don't know the language. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you think of spirituality, sound, and movement, I mean, gesture of the hands is tied in there. Um, dating way, way back, as you've said. Um, so give us a little, you've, you've given us a little bit of the history. Well, this, by the science of mudras. That's, that's what I was looking for next. What's the science <laughs> The mudras help us uh, learning some of, uh, some of our impurities. So like it can have an emotional origin. Uh, mudras attract cosmic energy into the microcosm. They arouse the subtle body, the kind of that latent body, into an awakened energy. So all that dormant and passive nerve cells of the brain are awakened and stimulated into action. Mudras bring efficiency into the functions of the organs and organ system of the physical body. And these energies that a mudra awakens kind of manifest the magnetic and electrical forces depending on their form. So Aurora Indu has a book and she has 10 ways in her book, the Samkhya philosophy, the prana, acupuncture and reflexology, the maya therapy, the physiology of our nervous system, the nadis, chakras, planets and their impact. So meridians and pathways. So how long you hold a mudra is anywhere from three minutes to 45 minutes. And it depends on what your intention is for the mudra, what which the desired outcome is that you are, are looking for. Right. So this kind of ties into, as you were saying that, which Indra's book is beautiful and I have not read it, but I flipped through it just to see all the beautiful pictures. Um. The, the science-wise, you know, our fingers, are that's our largest number of sensory and motor nerve endings are in our hands, right? Mm-hmm. So that communicates directly with the brain and the rest of the body. So very much tying into, like you said, reflexology. Um, additionally, because we have a lot of dexterity in the hands, for the most part, not everyone, but, you know, we tend to have, um, then that's a lot of possibilities. So I know this is your topic and I don't know a lot, but each finger is traditionally related to an element, right? And offers a lot of different combinations for like balancing the elements and connecting with health um, and within and outside of the body so kind of um tying that into the the science of it as well you know you have all these nerve endings and then if they all tie in you've got five fingers and those five fingers tie into the five elements Mm -hmm. then you can kind of find think about all the different connections you can make there yeah absolutely and then they relate back to different organs and um, nadis and chakras and you know, I think it's important to remember that when you're using holistic tools as a means to support your physical and emotional being that it takes a consistent practice over several months weeks years 
And diseases take many months and years to interrupt in the body. So health always means to find inner peace. And we can only have this when we live in peace with our surrounding world as well. So you may start by asking yourself, are you living in discontentment with your inner forces? And if that answer is yes, perhaps working lovingly with a professional can help you eliminate and transform whatever is destructive for you currently. Mudras for me have helped me reduce anxiety, improve my meditation. They've helped me reduce coughing when I was sick and so on. And I've seen as a healer, mudras work for clients who were working, having difficulty with breath or suffering from grief and frustration, having a hard time letting go of chronic pain and and so on. So I think it's important to um, remember that, you know, no matter how ill we may feel or down we may feel, something as simple as how we hold our hands could help us, you know, reduce some suffering in our body and mind. Sure. Um, I agree. I, I think that it's a great energetic reminder I think that um, they bring awareness. You can bring awareness to your breath through mudra. Um, and, it, and it's a great way to channel the breath. So if you think about something as simple and as universal that I'm sure all of our listeners can relate to is Anjali, which is prayer position and palms of the hands together. Um, connecting with sensations, the warmth the pressure, um, maybe psychological connections that you have with that posture, what it means to you. So not just from the Indian standpoint of mudra, as you know, we're discussing here today, but also connections for um, prayer or salutation or uh, uh, gratitude. One of the things that I really think of with that mudra in particular, when I bring my hands together at my heart center, um, above greeting and above praying is gratitude. So if I say thank you to somebody, uh, oftentimes hands come together, they come to heart center. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that, that invokes gratitude I wonder, too, just out of curiosity, connection with gesture in general. So thinking about people who gesticulate and use their hands as they talk as extra expressive people, you know, like... um, uh, my sister-in-law is very Italian. Italians are known for <laughs> lots of gesticulating and gesturing with their hands. Um, lots of uh, kisses <laughs> from the hands, that kind of thing. Um, I'm super expressive. My dad uses his hands a lot. And I noticed that my son from a very young age uses his hands a lot. When it's like eating with your hands, you know, it, it comes into shapes of mudras as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So where can um, people who are interested in mudra find out a little bit more of how it works, the science behind it, and when and where to use it? Well, on our show notes, we'll have some resources of places 
that um, I have found uh, mudras from, and, and I know you're familiar with some of these as well. Um, you can use mudra in dance. You can use it just sitting and holding. You know, for uh, me, before I, if I'm feeling a little anxious before I do a presentation, you know, I'll be holding a mudra to reduce some of that stress of getting up in front of, you know, hundreds of people. <laughs> sure. Uh, to speak. It's a way for me to center and ground myself. Uh, I find uh, mudra is very helpful with people who are struggling with fibromyalgia um, and chronic pain. Those have been very helpful um, for me in my practice. What disease conditions have you found mudras to be helpful for in your practice? Um, I have particularly used mudra for, um, in my practice for cultivating, um, self-confidence or courage or self-esteem, sometimes just connecting with the energy, um, that you hold within your own hands, Mm -hmm. um, connecting with gratitude, um, I found mudra to be useful with my clients for perceiving and releasing limited beliefs um, and and holding things. You know, uh, there's a couple of different um, mudras that come to mind that just, you know, holding the hands like you're holding them out to collect something or holding the hands kind of far apart so you feel the energy between them. Mm-hmm. You and I did a lotus mudra and our pictures that yes. we did. <laughs> <laughs> and that connection. And then, um, again, thinking about the connection of the five elements, the fingers connecting to each other. If you want to get really nerd out and get into it, then each of the creases in the fingers and the knuckles can mean something. And you can get into deep reflexology of finding different pressure points that are great. Like you had said, gentle pressing on the nail beds. Um I think it's really interesting. I have found myself using them, if not for more than just the ritual behind it. So, for example, um, I like to chant or uh, pray to uh, in the morning with my mala beads. And there's a very specific way that you hold the beads and in what hand you hold them in and how you move through it. Um, That for me doesn't resonate because it's my religious background. It resonates because it's a ritual that helps me to connect to my personal self and my personal meditation. So it's not that I am... um, connected so much to the actual practice because it's what I grew up with and because it's what, you know, I'm, I'm not Hindu. <laughs> um, but it helps to ground me and connect to specifically my task, my ritual, my personal connection. And um, so I find that very comforting and helpful. Additionally, I find it comforting and helpful to you know come to I I tell all of my classes you know when I we bring hands to heart center I often explain that mudra to people and that what it means Mm -hmm. and what it is Mm -hmm. so I find that the more that they know the more helpful it can be for them yeah 
I think it would be uh, good to kind of wrap this up with uh, Gertrude Hershey's uh, quote, always see the good in your fellow human beings, but the negative aspects of the past behind you live completely in the present to make the best you possibly can of it. Expect the best from the future and remain in constant contact with cosmic consciousness. Then nothing will stand in the way of a meaningful and happy life. That's right. Nothing. Even vacuum cleaners in the hallway (laughs) while you're trying to record. Hopefully our awesome sound engineer can take care of that for us. Uh, as always, we want to hear from you if you've got some experience with Mudra or if you want to share or if you want more information, please come and check us out where the lotus grows.com and on all social media uh, platforms. You can find us there. Leave a review. We may sound a little tired in this episode. I think it's it's showing, but um we hope to hear from you soon and if you'd like to support us find our patreon link on our website see you soon courageitarians thank you for listening to where the lotus grows join us in further conversations we believe that you bring valuable knowledge to this community you can find us at where the lotus where the lotus grows on instagram and facebook or twitter where the lotus g1 because we were not on top of that one Remember that though we are professionals in our field, the topics discussed and or advice given is general information and not intended to treat or diagnose. Please seek the guidance of a medical, integrative health, bodywork, or yoga therapy professional for a full evaluation. If you like what you hear, please take the time to rate us on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform.